0: In a week where both Marvel and DC put out some of their biggest books, at least of this year so far, they're overshadowed by another massive news drop regarding Amazing Spider-Man and what is coming in Amazing Spider-Man number 26. Now, I'm saying this up front. So that their expectations are set. We are not going to be talking about that today. Uh Tyler and I are gonna review some comics and we're gonna have a good time. So don't put any spoilers in the chat, please, about what happened in Amazing Spider-Man 26 or what is what has been spoiled rather. Um, please do not do that. Uh instead let's focus on the comics that got released this week and save that conversation and everything that I have to say about it, which is a lot, for Saturday's show. Let's talk about comics that are actually out. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Uh, speaking of which, we've got Avengers number one on the docket. Uh, I, that's not the first book we're reading, but we've got that. Oh, uh, We've Alphabet, got went Titans. Yeah. Uh, I I went, actually, that's the last book I read. So this is reverse order of how I read these books. Mm, Okay. Um, Titans, number one. Vigil, number one. And Batman Brave and the Bold, number one. I think we've only ever done, like, one other week where it was just literally all number ones. It's a lot sorry what you...
1: top lane just uses his, his pals points to time out us in the in the
0: twitch chat <laughs> why <laughs> i didn't know that was possible you could do that wow flexing that power uh hey atomic hound how's it going good to see you speaking of atomic hound actually on some some more positive news before we get into the review of uh titans number one speaking of the titans oh i head. have in my hand the new Teen Titans Judas Contract series, which I have never read before. And I'm holding this courtesy of Atomic Hound, who was a phenomenal supporter of ours. Thank you so much. I can't wait to read it. Uh, I just got it. So I'm very excited.
1: Ah, so you're reading, are you going to, uh, after reading Judas Contract, are you going to becoming, becoming, becoming a fan of?
0: Judas in my mind. <laughs> could you how could you let that slide on the show I yeah. could, you know it, it worked <laughs> there's no way you could ever let that slide but let's talk about the Titans because this super team is uh taking center stage in a big way. there is no more Justice League and so Nightwing and the Titans are stepping up to be the premier uh DC super team. This was written by Tom Taylor. With art by Nicholas Scott, colors by Annette Kwok, and letters by Les, or Wes, rather, Wes Abbott. Hugely anticipated. I don't think that, you know, we can overstate that enough. This book is pretty much what everybody's looking forward to the most this month. Um, It features a pretty recognizable team of Titans. This is the team. I mean, yeah. this is the team. Um, And... I have never read a Titans book before. Really? So, yeah, never, ever, 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 ever. nothing. <laughs> Literally, the first issue of Titans that I'm ever that I've ever read before. Never a Teen Titan. Nothing. Never. I've only ever seen them in other people's books.
1: Interesting. Wow. Yeah. That's, so yeah, you, 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 you that's how you know you were you grew up on Marvel. Yeah.
0: I was a Marvel boy. I didn't really open up to DC for real, for real, until the new 52. You've read initiative Um, plenty, but. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So with that in mind, this book has a lot of responsibilities. Mm. Um, It has to function for people who love the Titans, because this is what everybody's been waiting for. If you're a Titans fan, this is the promised moment. The idea of the Teen Titans promises that one day they'll take on the big job. And this is that day. How do you Tyler feel that Tom Taylor and the rest of the crew did in presenting that big day? Uh, I'm
1: still here by the way. Yeah. Um I think it worked out. Um I really like uh the Titans as characters. Um I think uh finally getting this, you know, big reveal for them as, you know, the 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 premiere DC superhero team is It almost felt like one of those things just never would happen, you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: It's like they would always find a way to like just be kids or something Right um, So seeing that it actually did happen that's um, exciting, it's exciting And I think having the guy who's writing a pretty successful um, Run on Nightwing is a great person to put that on Sorry, I'm a little blurry here, I'll fix that later Um And yeah, I, I like Tom Taylor's writing. He, he's got he's got a good sense for being optimistic and hopeful without it really, in my opinion at least, without it really bogging down the story. I didn't really I don't really feel that Nightwing where it's like, all right, he's preaching to me. I know that's a complaint I feel like he gets a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't I don't share that kind of uh uh feeling towards the stuff. So um I'm feeling it here as well. I like it. Um I like how they're letting the Titans also, like, be adults, too. You know, you have Raven and Beast Boy's, you know, uh, horrifying sleeping arrangement. You ever <laughs> you ever have a pet where, like, you're afraid you're going to roll over him? Like, I had a kitten once. That I almost ro- rolled over once because he got up on the bed while I was asleep.
0: I never have. I've never had a pet that was horrifying. that small. It's horrifying.
1: Yeah. And knowing that your partner can just turn into a guinea pig while you're asleep?
0: Horrifying. You never know. Um, yeah, you wake up in bed with a rat. Yeah. Th- or a oh, mouse. Oh, it's happened that's, to me before. That's what pet rat, pet rat, not okay. Not,
1: yeah, um, um, well, more than the inverse too. What if he would if he wakes up as an elephant? And you know, that's the a, the, bed, the bed's rocking he, in a bad way. But like they might, might be the one getting rolled over. Exactly, exactly. So at least it's you know it's they're, 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 they switch there. But I think it's good. Right. I think it's cool seeing them be adults. Whereas you know like the the image I have in my head of them still kind of is the cartoon um even more recently like teen titans go like this like chibi style cartoon and um having them like have growth as characters and seeing the culmination of that here is great
0: yeah yeah um you know that's all hard to hard to really argue with um i i enjoyed this but well let me, let me not say but right away. Let me let me get into what I enjoyed because I definitely enjoyed some things. I really like these characters together. Yeah. It's clear to me from this one issue why if this is the kind of characterization that we're used to, you know, if that's the case, it's clear to me why they're why they've stood the test of time. Mm. Because uh the dialogue feels appropriate for them. Feels like their characters are honed in on very well. And they have a lot of chemistry, which makes sense because each character has been built up by, you know, writers for decades prior to Tom Taylor who have established their relationships, you know? Um, So by the time Taylor gets to them, it's really just, you know, how does this one interact with that one? Let's do some more of that, you know? And what's the update on their life?
1: And a lot of the stuff has been kind of, like the, the pieces for the Titans have kind of been put back into like a standard place previous to this, almost in preparation for this book. Like Beast Boy lost an eye and they brought that back in some
0: <laughs> right
1: back matter. That? Like there, there was an editorial note. I'm like, I didn't even know that was a book that came out.
0: Yeah, that was um,
1: weird. But everything, everyone's kind of just back at their base level, except Cyborg. Cyborg is barely in this, which I thought was yeah. a little weird. Um, But he also had a saying, you know, his own solo series that debuted today too so um gotta tell you
0: it ain't that weird to me when the black guy gets the least uh i bet yeah i bet (laughs) not that weird uh it's just uh i was like all right check that one off the box
1: he's there yeah yeah um but like the i'm i i think he's rife for potential like this is a guy who was a justice league member you know um right what what are his thoughts on this so yeah um he kind of feels a little out of place in a way.
0: You know, I, I and I think because we, we read two number ones for team books and they took three pretty different approaches, I think. um, You know, we'll talk about Avengers a little bit later, but with Titans, you know, it was kind of like um, very personal. It was very personal and it felt smaller scale in the sense that like their big agenda today is to move. You know, and we're really just living in those moments with them. And I don't think that there's anything necessarily wrong with that. I do kind of wish that the book had set up something a little more interesting. Um, I, I I really like it when number ones, especially for team books, you know, give you a feeling for what the book is going to be about, and that that thing be really exciting. We do see, you know, they're teasing that Wally is dying. Um, I don't care about that. And it's really just because, you know, the Heroes in Crisis stuff soured me on Wally. I know that they've done a lot of work to rehab the character since then. Um, but to tease his death now, I simply do not care. Um, and and of course, you know, Titans has the unfortunate responsibility uh, or fate of coming out the same week that we learned the spoilers for asm 26 so i really don't even want to see anything like this um and so that's that's unfair to the book but i'm not caring about that kind of tease right now um and then we do see peacemaker here who i was <laughs> it was funny to catch for him to for him to pop in uh, but we see peacemaker and he's working for waller and that's all great what the heck is she doing You know, I want to see what is the big threat? What's the big idea that means that we need the Titans to be the Justice League? And why are these individuals, the people who can meet that challenge if you don't already believe in them? Those were my two questions coming into this book. And despite the fact that I liked it, it did not answer those questions for me. He's pickers in everything now. I read
1: the uh, DC yeah. um, uh, special, DCU, whatever that special was that they just came out with the, the Dawn of DCU. Yeah, um, he's in that as well. Uh, he shows up in Doom Patrol like he is. He's like the Stanley of, of DC Comics right now. <laughs> um, and, and it's
0: it's overkill. It's overkill a little bit, a little bit. Can
1: I just say one thing, though? Yeah, of course. Nicola Scott. No, yes. no one does it like Nicola Scott. It's yes. It's like I opened the book. I, I forgot who the artist was. And then I opened the book. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I know. I remember why I was excited for this. Yeah. It By and large, she, she
0: does a tremendous job. I've been a fan of her work uh, going as far back as the Wonder Woman uh, run that she did with Greg Rucka. Mm-hmm. Um, that was awesome. There were some facial issues I thought in this one. Beast Boy looks kind of weird. Yeah, he's green. In The face. Ugh. No kidding. Um, but like the scene with him and Raven when they're in the bed, well, I thought both of their faces were slightly off. Whereas when Donna Troy is speaking and Nightwing are speaking with, who is this guy? It's Garth, uh It's Garth, the original Aqualad. Aqualad yeah. Those their faces Ooh. in those pages are absolutely stunningly gorgeous. Yeah. there's. So that, I felt like there was some inconsistency, but by and large it's all beautiful. There's that one shot of Garth
1: like right on the the shoreline and just a shot of his face and you can see like the sh- the, the you know his like I don't know if I think it's a t- scar or a tattoo. Yeah. It's just good, dude. It's yeah. just good facial work. And like I think a lot, like the fact that this book is a little slow until they get to the um Titano, right? titano scene um yeah it kind of i think it works for nicole scott i think she can draw some really good slow scenes where it's people talking to each other i do think this boy's a little a little weird but and uh who said that they weren't uh, a big fan of raven's you know
0: short pixie cut uh i'm with that i did not like it yeah Yeah. i wasn't a fan of the hairdo i actually didn't even know who that was Mm. i was so lost i was like wait that was raven and i literally went back To look at those pages again because I just I didn't I didn't know who that was. I was a little stunned. Um but I'm I'm excited to be reading a book in which I will get to see Nicholas Scott, Nicholas Scott art every month. That I'm I'm very excited for. For now. But can we talk about the fact? And I fucking knew, Tyler, I knew that this would happen. I knew before I opened this book. And, and certainly before the reveal that there would be a kaiju fight. As I was turning the page, I said, oh, here we fucking go. Another kaiju fight. What is with the big two and absolutely having to put a kaiju fight in a team book? We'll talk about it later, too. Yeah, I know. Um,
1: it is it is a trope with team book number ones throughout, I don't want it. throughout time. Um you know the first justice league was starro you know um there's always it's always been that so i get it but also like it's a it's a trope that i don't care much for you know um what's like another one that where where it's done that
0: i'm trying to They did more. it x-men Yeah
1: they did it with the x-men yeah jerry duggan's uh, X-Men. Yeah
0: they had the mac avenger series which was just mech fights
1: yeah. Well, I mean, that's um, that's that's what
0: it it's it's be. reasonable, but it's just amazing that there's so many of these things happening. Like, what is going on? Um, even next
1: wave, next wave, it's Finn Fang Foom as the the first. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's it's nonstop. Uh, you know, I'm not against a Hoss fight by any stretch of the imagination. Meaty men slapping it's, meat. It's just so prevalent that it's like. I don't want to go, you know, like, look, we always talk about, you know, this is a number one and we have a shorthand for what that sort of means. And like, I don't want that to be the case in the team books. I would like for one of them to do something special to get me like excited for the future. Think about I, the for me, the benchmark, Tyler, for number one is Avengers. New Avengers. OK. All right. Right. All right. Okay. By Bendis. And that hit like a bang. Hickman's Avengers now? hit Do like you? a bang. Like it's like, oh, this is crazy. What the heck? And 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 I will admit right now that because New Avengers number one was one of the first comics I ever read, it's possible that I, that that's why I judge it sure. in that way. Um, but to me. This plot, not the exit, not the story or not the character interactions, but the plot was very pedestrian. And I was hoping for something a little more juicy.
1: Fair. I'm trying to figure out what happens in the first New Avengers issue. Is that uh, the raft? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So
0: it's a puller pass system here. You guys know the deal. You pull in a pass, and or was this your pick of the week? Could be that.
1: Not my pick of the week. I flip-flopped my pick of the week a lot this week. Um, Okay. Nothing that I was like, oh, man, loved that. Uh, But a lot of solid books, uh, but not mine. I I still think it's a pull, though. I think uh, I'm a fan of the Titans, and I would like more of them. So, support them.
0: I pull. I, I, I liked it a lot. I can't say that I loved it but it has the, the potential. I think the character work is there. Tom Taylor does a great job of kind of giving you an idea of not just who these characters are historically, but where they're at right now. And I appreciated that a lot. Um, I feel like they need to put their foot on the gas with this Amanda Waller stuff, and they have to establish the reason why the Titans have to rise to the occasion. Because as it stands, the DCU has no central threat. And they've got to do something about that. Um, read that primer, primer book.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, that will answer some questions and give yeah. you more.
0: You know, Tyler, um, I'm, I'm so glad that you mentioned that because we're probably going to talk about this more on Saturday. But you know when a great time would have been to read that primer? A uh, free comic book day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know when it didn't hit stands? Uh, free Comic Book Day. Free Comic Book Day. Yeah. yeah. But but I was crazy that day when I suggested that Marvel and DC have some ulterior. I identity.
1: agree I agreed with you. I was on your no, side. You, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You
0: I, I, I'm I i befuddled by that kind of decision making.
1: But. I will give you this. It's
0: Eduardo Riso in art. So. Okay. Well, I'm going to check it out. I will definitely have to check it out. Although his Superman and, is a little woo boy. You know what? I didn't even get one of those when I went to Midtown yesterday. What's up with that? They must we have sold the or, it or gave them all out. Again, yeah, they is, probably gave them
1: all out. Wow, jerks. You got to stop That's going a, to the man for your comic book. Dude, I love it. It's so convenient. You're just, what are you just like? You don't want to talk to anyone? You just want to be in and out?
0: Yeah. I don't want, <laughs> I don't want some pusher. Trying to tell me... They're not car dealerships, Sean.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What do you expect a comic book shop to be? Occasionally, if you... First of all, they're run by nerds, so they're not social, their inherent self, you know? You have to kind of, like, talk talk to them yourself if you want to, you know, have that experience. You can be in and out of a comic book shop.
0: I like talking to workers. I don't want to talk to the boss who has you know, some like racist agenda or sexist agenda. I don't want to hear about <laughs> all that. I I'll, just want to buy I'll, my book and go. I will find a shop for you. I will d- help you defect. It has to be within 30 minutes of me. And if it's okay. not, I will absolutely not. Go. Okay. That is a guarantee. You're in a Midtown Times Square, right? <laughs> That's typically. Yes, and it, ha- it has to be accessible by one train only. Only one train. I will not transfer.
1: Okay. I mean, anywhere is one train. If you walk,
0: but (laughs) no, it must be trained. Okay. Must be trained. All right. Yes, I can do this. So you, you let me know about that. Uh, So Tyler and I both enjoyed Titans enough to pull it. Uh, We, we, we liked it and we were looking forward to more. If you guys like us and you enjoy this podcast, there are plenty of ways that you guys can support. The absolute best way to do that is by heading on over to patreon.com slash the comics pals, where You can support your boys and get access to a whole host of exclusive content. We've got a show over there called Palling Around, which um, if you're not on our Patreon page, you've probably never heard. Um, And it's a show where we discuss whatever we feel like talking about without limits. You know, we're not worried about getting demonetized or anything like that. So we're able to be free with ourselves. And uh, we have a really great time. So check that out. We would love to hear your feedback on that. You get to vote in the book club poll which is actually up now and still active. Um, so our our subscribers have said that this is one of the most difficult polls to vote in that they've ever been presented with because of the quality of our picks.
1: Yeah, So interesting one.
0: Yep. Uh, you get access to our newsletter. You get a nickname and a shout-out on the main show, which is every Saturday at 10.15 a.m. on YouTube and Twitch if you want to watch it live. Thursdays right here, 6 p.m., for PALS polls, um, if you want to vote in the listener poll, that's up on Twitter every Friday. Last from Friday to Sunday, go vote. Uh, make your voice heard if you want to decide what we read here on this podcast. Let's talk about The Vigil. The Vigil, number one, is uh, a part of the We Are Legends yep. branding, um, which is... Asian uh creators telling stories featuring primarily Asian characters, right? Asian and Pacific Islander. I A- think A I P I, yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, and I believe this is the first one out, The Gate. Um, and if that is correct, yes. then they led they, they led well uh because they led with Ram V on the script with art by Lalit Kumar Sharma. Uh, colors by Rain Barreto and letters by Dave Sharp. Now, I wasn't sure what to expect because i I didn't really read what this was going to be about. I knew vaguely that it would be a team book, but I just I didn't want to know. Not because I didn't care, but I just wanted to be surprised. Sure. Um, and that was a great decision.
1: I think we read the description for the show when this was announced, but yeah out of my brain since yeah um the only thing that stuck with me was the cover i was like i I remember the cover being really nice um yeah i liked how i didn't know anything about this really it honestly felt in a weird way it felt like an image number one interesting it it doesn't do we even get any dc character Uh, well you know what i mean like do we do we get any like no right Not that I could it's in the DC universe, but there's no mention of anyone anywhere. It's very specifically, almost purposely building its own world in this this section of the DC universe that never really gets touched.
0: So there's a there's like a couple of of uh, references. There's the cheeky reference to Kite Man. Oh, true. Yep. Hell yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I was hoping you would uh, you would do that. Um, and then there's the scene where you know the Professor X of this whole thing is speaking with the government and he's basically telling them that you know he has n- well, actually that's the same scene. Yeah. Um yeah, so that's the only reference we got. So mm-hmm. um, you know what? This was my pick of the week. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I yeah, I I, I thought this was phenomenal. This was the most that I've enjoyed a Rom V number one since Swamp Thing. Um, I was hooked. I was hooked. I didn't even know what I was going to get, but Rom V is a versatile creator. I didn't know that he had a team book in him. I wasn't sure about that, but here we are. And I'm loving it. This was fantastic. See, one of my favorite things Rom V B, Ron B has done was
1: the Justice League Dark stuff. So, like, I know, like, his his team stuff Oh, works. my God. No,
0: you're absolutely yeah. right. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure I, if you yeah, or not. Yeah, yeah. you're absolutely right. I can't believe I, I let that slip. You're right. Well, DC did too, so. <laughs> um, But no, this, so you're not going to recognize anybody here, as Tyler pointed out. Yeah. But what I loved about it was that it presents the characters in ways where I want to know more. It, 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 it leads with intrigue, not info. And I think that that's a very tricky thing because you, you obviously you want to come into a book and you want to leave it knowing who the players are, what they're doing and, and and sort of what they're about. And this gives you that, but it gives you that in broad strokes. It doesn't get into the minutia of absolutely every character. It's very different than Titans in that sense, but Titans is working with established characters my suspect, my suspicion is that Rom is going to delve into everybody much more deeply as we go forward, but this was the big teaser, and I think it establishes the world brilliantly.
1: And they're, the power sets are weird.
0: you know. Yeah.
1: In, in the way Rom describes them, too. It's not, you know, this isn't bit by a radioactive spider or this guy's an alien from space. It's like, no, these people have what almost we would consider you know, uh, disabilities or, or, uh, different diseases or whatever, um, quirks
0: in their genetics.
1: Yeah. uh, Quirks. But that makes me think of my hero academia, which, um, their powers are called quirks in that, in that. Oh, wow. Okay. I know. Yeah. yeah. Anti manga Sean over here.
0: Oh, You gotta read those books backwards. No, thank you. Don't say anti. Okay. Because if I was (laughs) anti, we wouldn't have done the chainsaw man. Fair. Fair. Um, but
1: they're weird. It's like, all right, I'm like, like Rambi even like name drops, you know, exact, um, uh, medical terminology. And then it's like, but we use testing to enhance that or yeah. adjust that. And it's like, oh, wow. Okay. Interesting. What else can you do with that? You know, um, and the actual, he- well, I don't want to put, I don't want to say heroes, but the, the superpower people in this, we still know nothing about, we only really right. got, um, a taste of uh, i guess the supporting cast really right uh i, I don't know we, where it's going to focus so i don't want to say
0: that you know one way or the uh, other but again we like we see them but rom sure. does the brilliant thing of saying okay here's what they can do right here's their powers yeah. some of them not even all of them here's some of their powers aren't these cool don't you want to know how they got them don't you want to know what kind of people they are come for the next issue it's a very uh, Captain America Winter Soldier type opening, too.
1: Um, yeah. You know, pi- pirates on a, on a freighter. Um, yeah, I liked it. It was good.
0: Yeah. Um, on the art front, I can't say that I recall a book by um, Lalit Sharma before, but you know what? I enjoyed it. This looked a lot like, um, I don't know if you would agree with this, but I feel like it, it it has echoes of what i feel like would have been considered dc's house style um from the mm. late 2000s ish um I, it reminds i,
1: yeah. I sniff what it, you're rem- stepping in there
0: yeah. yeah um it reminds me of some of the artists that i recall working at that time which makes it for me feel right for a dc comic book and you know there are no missteps everything everything that's depicted Gets across what it's supposed to, um, you know the scenes where it's kind of like, uh, almost you know you mentioned Winter Soldier like kind of spyy or espionagey where characters are meeting up, you know, and there's supposed to be intrigue there. I like the angles that were chosen. Um, I I I just I really enjoyed all of this all together. I thought the art was fantastic. Yeah, I just like, looked up
1: the artist because I knew the name sounded familiar. Yeah. Oh, that's Dodge, right? Great names yeah. for the characters. Um, yeah good looking um mm-hmm. uh Sharma worked on four uh, issues six through nine of Csarski's Daredevil the first volume okay so we've 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 definitely seen him, seen him
0: yeah 100 yeah, um, percent if 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 there's any book this week that you're on the fence about mm-hmm. or you know if you've got an extra few bucks to spare and you're looking for something to pick up I feel like this is the one I feel like this is the book that, that a lot of people will pass on, especially because there's so much other big stuff happening this week. This is the one you go to your shop and you get.
1: And the other thing too is like superhero capes and cows type stuff is very Western in its yeah. location. And like, it's like, all right, it's, we're going to make all these fictional places, but they're still all going to be in the United States, you know? Right. Um. We never really see these parts of the world outside of like, I don't know. Chemo is attacking the you know the the Indian Ocean. You know, a freighter in the Indian Ocean. Like we only really see it for you know events. There, nothing's ever really set there.
0: Um, this goes for Marvel and DC, dude. Um, even even Black Panther. Yep. Spends more time in America than he does in Wakanda. Or yeah. even he spends more time in space. It, okay? Wakanda
1: might as well just be its this own teleportation that we go to this other world. Yeah. Really, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. And that and that's it, it. Like that's a great way. Like I'm I'm on record as being like I'm not that into um, diversity for diversity' sake. But if you're gonna tell me, hey, we're gonna give you some of the creators that you love and know, like Rom V, Greg Pak, and others. And then we're going to give you talented creators who you might not know, but are really great. And we're going to show you places you n- normally don't see. Yep. And we're going to show you new characters and it's all going to be awesome. Who could say no to that? If yeah. you say no to this book, it ain't going to be for quality reasons because it's a very good book.
1: Agreed. Yeah. And it's a refreshing kind of uh thing. This, this feels like something Marvel has done, you know, they did that with with Greg Pak, you know, where they got those like uh, manga, Marvel manga characters, and they made them yeah. into the, the, the universe proper. Um, this is super refreshing for DC to do. And, I, and so far, it's off to a good start.
0: 100%. I, I can't sing the praises enough by this comic book. Easy pull. Yeah, agreed. Let's talk about the listener pick. Mm. Batman, the brave and the bold. Number one. I'm still reading. You it. guys. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Uh, you guys wanted us to read this one. Uh, so I know who to blame for having to spend $8 on this comic book. It's the listeners who vote in the poll. Um, This has a lot of people who worked on it. So we'll take it story by story. I think, Tyler. Um, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we'll start with the first one. Give uh, me
1: flashbacks to the time I reviewed Marvel Comics 1000, which, oh, boy. Oh,
0: God. Yeah, please. We did that, too. That was a, a nightmare. Um, Batman, the winning card is the first story. This is by Tom King and Mitch Jarrett, a very familiar creative team mm, for those being guys. joined, as usual, by Clayton Cowell. So this is going back to one more day. And, you know, obviously, they're all very familiar with each other. This um, This story. Seems to take place early in Batman's career. Is that the vibe you got as well? It says year one. Yeah. Okay. I glanced over that. Um, And you know what? I got to say, I really liked it. I have
1: one gripe with it, but overall I did like that story.
0: Yeah. So what was your gripe?
1: There is, uh, there's a lot of different scenes going on and we go back and forth. There's one, you know, Captain Gordon before he was commissioner. There's one of, you know, the Joker with this girl, there's like her dad dealing with it. Uh and there's Batman interrogating some guy. Um the dialogue for that guy was uh annoying because he's cursing every other word. Yo. And oh my god. It's because it's, you know, it's a Batman book. He can't actually curse, so it's just, you know, like exclamation point at sign, whatever. Um but it's every other word where it just made it hard for me to read those things. cuz it was breaking up every and like i was like i'm i'm not reading what he's saying anymore i don't care um so that was annoying it was way overused like just i don't know like if you if you can't say have him say you know you know shit you know all the time then don't have him curse like like it's just it ruined the flow of the story for me honestly it was kind of a slog to get through those scenes which is a shame because they're gorgeous
0: well you know, you bring up a good point because this is something that, you know, I think Tom likes to do where he figures out a speech pattern for a character and then he bombards us with that mm. speech pattern. And this is clearly being done for comedy's purposes. Right. But it's not funny.
1: Uh, I didn't get comedy. I just thought it was you like, this is who it is. Really? You don't I think, think that's a bit when I was where you ch- go checking out every other word, word bubble.
0: Uh, well, okay. I mean, it felt like a bit to me and whether it was or wasn't, um, I, I realized at some point that nothing he was saying was going to matter. Sure. And so I stopped reading it and I don't think that that's an effective use of page space. Agreed. If you're going to use this much dialogue and this many panels that, that scene takes place over what? I mean, I'm looking at it now. Or I've got two, I've got two pages, 10 panels total between those two. 11. This is this is a, several panels yeah. that that Batman's interacting with this guy and it's full of that. Yeah.
1: And in the Batman story, the scenes with Batman being the ones that annoy me is not great. Right. That being said, I, I did like it.
0: Yeah, I liked um, I liked the Joker. That was the big talking point coming out of this issue. And this is one of the few times I've ever read a comic book, probably once or twice otherwise, where Joker was scary to me. Um, The Joker book by Brian Azzarello is the only other time that sticks out of my mind. I've never read it. Oh, I thought it was quite good. But um, To me here, he was really horrifying. Pairing him up with a child Mm. was almost not I'm not trying to be dramatic. So don't don't take it that way. But it was it it was uncomfortable. I'm not saying it shouldn't be done, but it was like, whoa, this is really on the edge of like this is true creepiness. It's
1: I think no, I think it's it's purposeful. And I think that's that's the right way of describing it Uh, because we know who the Joker is. Right. Because this is year one. The general public doesn't really know who the Joker is yet, apparently. So it's this unknown for a lot of people. And, and at his face, quite literally, he's a clown. He should be friendly, you know? He's giving this girl a balloon. Like, if I... Like, that probably wouldn't even... Most people probably wouldn't bat an eye, you know, seeing that. Um, But because we know, we have that information, it's like, oh, yeah. And the... I complained about uh, the uh, word balloons for the... the, the random goon number 63 but the use of the joker's dialogue not being in word balloons instead of being in silent film era style caption screens um is great and made it even scarier yeah um because it it paced out it paced out those scenes in a really creepy way i thought that was I, i really enjoyed that that use
0: and, and that's one thing that I, I really appreciate about Tom King and especially, you know, his, his frequent collaborators, Clayton Cowles and Mitch Jarrett, certainly a party to that, where they want to do interesting things with comics. You know, they don't just want to tell yeah. the same old story like I've never really seen that before. I thought that was a, a unique way to present the Joker. Why do that? I have no idea. I don't know what the narrative purpose is it, behind yeah. that. But I know that it worked for me because it made him creepier, which is probably the narrative purpose. It it made me feel like
1: the I mean, the Joker in a way, he's like a man out of time because he's 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 this clown where like clowns doesn't really exist anymore, you know, like in in the traditional way mm. of you know being comedians. You know, we have Pennywise now, um, but it it felt like a Phantom of the Opera, the original silent film era Phantom for me. Where it's like, uh, yeah, this is creepy. You know, even even the way the the boxes are stylized too. It's very much that, yeah. Um, and then once we finally see him with the balloon, oof. yeah, very very creepy.
0: Um, question from Comic Boom: Do you guys think that the young girl dies at the end? Why did she let go of the balloon? Um, I fear. I felt like she died. To be honest oh,
1: I didn't. I didn't get that. I got fear. You know, like, oh, she said she would never let go of it, but then he did something to make her let go of it. You know, there's right. the, there's the punchline. Yeah, well, that's I'm not sure. That's uh, horrible. I'm not sure killing children is a good thing in comics right now.
0: <laughs> I don't think I. Yeah. I my feeling is that we probably don't see the update on that, and it's sure. left no, open yeah. ended. Yeah. In which case, my interpretation is that that little girl unfort- met an unfortunate end and that that's going to propel Batman to really really need to kick this guy's ass um, but I prefer that she's found alive Um, I thought this story was aces and if this was the only story in this comic book um, that would have been an A an plus home run for me the, the scene that we talked about aside So you go from that story,
1: page turn, (laughs) to our boy.
0: They put Dr. Bones. Director Bones. Dr. Bones right on the front page. Big old splash. There he is in all his glory. And you guys know me. I hate this guy. (laughs) I can't stand him and only for one reason really it's those obnoxious you know pro- promo preview pages that they used to put in the DC books where he's like asking obnoxious questions um but that page made me laugh right away because I read the description and I don't actually know anything about Dr. Bones uh, D- Director Bones I'll yeah, stop the it's a bit yeah. um I don't know anything about him so I didn't realize that he has invisible flesh that's hilarious! I, I think
1: didn't that's his know that. Only power, yeah.
0: <laughs> what the hell? So there's really a guy, a yeah. fully fleshed out guy, what right you think here, he was just a skeleton man. Yes. No.
1: You his name's Bones. You want to know something weird? Yeah, you got one of those inside you too. No,
0: I I I'm cool with that. Isn't it? I weird just that don't want see- skeletons? It's so spooky that we all have skeletons inside us. How spooky is that? I don't find it to be spooky because I don't see it every day. But this motherfucker's walking around with a skeleton hanging out.
1: I like when he smokes; you can see all of it too. You know, it's it's very much uh, the 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 person from Beetlejuice, the woman who had like the hole in yeah. her throat, and you can see
0: the smoke come out of there. Yeah, unbelievable. But yes, this was not the way uh, that I would like to start a new story. But this one uh, was by Ed Brisson, with mm-hmm. art and colors by Jeff Spokes and letters by Saida temafonte um and this one i struggled with
1: really um
0: yeah i i struggled with it um i didn't dislike it i think i only started to like it though to invest once they started dealing with the actual problem like once they revealed that this This dude whose name I can't even remember had a bomb that was just advancing time at a rapid rate once that got settled in I was like oh shit this is bad and seeing you know these characters have to deal with that situation and their individual reactions that hooked me in but before I just didn't care
1: I like this because so this is the new iteration of Stormwatch yeah yeah it's a weird team. Like there's like what? <laughs> I think maybe Director Bones has been part of Stormwatch at one point. I don't remember. But it's a weird group group, group of ragtag uh characters who've been in all kinds of other books. Uh, Dude,
0: our boy, Peacemaker o- I know. Oh, one, yeah. peacekeeper, rather.
1: I was happy to see him, honestly. Yeah. I was like, all right, cool. And not a one and done. Let's go. Um yep. you have uh, uh Ghostmakers Robin, who I think has been in like Batman Inc., which is also written by Ed Brisson. Um it's uh top lane. Yeah. Martian Manhunter, I think was in Stormwatch. Uh, it was also like the post authority with Apollo and Midnighter. That was the thing too. Um, but it has ravager on the team. Like there's a lot of weird characters on here that I enjoy. I love a team full of B and C list characters because it's like, all right, there can be actual stakes because somebody could die here. Yeah. Um, or I could learn to like somebody who I didn't like before. I remember um, um Jeff, Jeff, um, Lemire. What's the other Jeff?
0: Uh, what do they do?
1: Um, Aquaman did Thunderbolts. I'm referencing Thunderbolts. Exactly.
0: exactly. Oh, geez. Parker,
1: Jeff Parker. Thank Jeff you. So Parker. Thank you. Thank you. Jeff Parker's Thunderbolts made, f- made me fall in love with Boomerang as a character. And then it continued. Yo, on. yeah. Um, yeah. So I like when, when books like, like that, like this Stormwatch team can do that. Um, mm. So once I knew, like, all right, a whole bunch of random characters, I'm in, I'm in. Um, and it was a cool little, little one and done kind of, uh, kind of sp- not really spy, almost like a Mission Impossible st- sort of action book, which I think Brisson is good at. I, I, Brisson's um, X Force kind of underrated book. I did enjoy that.
0: I, I'm a big. Fan of Ed Brison's, yeah, um, and I have been for a long time. So any new number one that comes from him, I'll always buy. Um, I thought that packaging it in this Strange. "Brave and the Bold" was a smart decision because now I'm definitely buying the first issue of this because I already got the primer that I needed to realize that I want this, and I right. got it in a book that I bought regardless. So really smart decision.
1: Uh, it, it's it's in a book that has a Tom King, Mitch Jared story. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you're good. That's yeah. like being in, in a stable with Roman Reigns. Like, all right, you're going to be OK for a bit. He's going to carry you for a bit. You're a
0: made man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the third story. OK. This one, first of all, is by Christopher Cantwell with Art and Colors by Javier Rodriguez and Letters by Simon Boland. Now, this story is about Superman. So, right out the gate, I didn't even understand why it was here or why I was paying $8 for a Batman comic that has Superman in it as a primary character. That aside, um, I didn't get anything out of this. I really liked the way Lois looked. I thought the art was awesome when Lois was being drawn. Um, But outside of that, this didn't do anything for me. I get the idea, you know, Superman is... Clark Kent now needs Superman in order to do his job. Um, And there's an interesting story there. I like that. But the letters really, really bothered me. The lettering of Mm. the news article that that Clark wrote um it just it it was too much um i didn't really like it i'll show i don't know if it really comes across well here on the screen for those of you who are watching um but the jump in size to de- to denote what 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 we would generally see as a bolded word is actually made larger and in the lettering here and it really threw me off
1: it feels like a very digital version of rorschach's notes from yeah Watchmen. yeah
0: yeah it didn't actually look like genuine writing like it looked digitized like you're saying and that took away the point it's, of it it's like that it was a, just annoying
1: when you get a script font and like it doesn't really work because it they're not flowing into each other correctly yeah like the kernelings a little weird i, that, I get that that's fair i think that's a, a thing with digital you know uh, uh lettering
0: yeah um, so that 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 frustrated me and i just ultimately don't care about what happens next here okay
1: for me this sold me on the book oh wow Um, javier uh uh, uh, oh i always gotta mix up Uh, javier rodriguez right yeah 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 Yeah, is one of my favorite artists of all time um it's just quintessential superhero comics for me like that's and i don't i don't remember the last time we drawn superman like the 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 panels of the the pages with clark and lois are phenomenal um i don't right. i i think it, i think did Jordy color everything uh, no sorry i'm reading, i'm looking at the wrong thing here um do you know who the colorist was on on this it might have been uh
0: him. on that particular story it was rodrick all the artists yeah. colored themselves so yeah. it was it was
1: it's, um, yeah. it's good man it's i could care less about the content of the of the book, to be honest, of that page. And it's just just so I can soak that in. It was yeah. just, I loved it. Could have been silent. I would I would have liked it either way.
0: You know what? I actually think I would have liked it better if it was silent. Mm, I gotta say, because I like the art a lot more.
1: I also like um, the the weird callback with Camp Cantwell uh, calling back to actual comic book ads for Decoder Rings, and now it's in a comic book. Yeah, I don't know that was a little cheeky moment, but I like that.
0: Uh, yeah, the the the, the decoder ring thing was cute. Seeing Clark like get excited about that, um, I thought that was nice. But I don't know. I I actually at this point was like, wait, where's Batman? Um, because only the first story to this point featured him, so I was frustrated by that. And I agree uh, with Comic Boom in the chat where I think that this overall idea, the packaging. Um, is is a misrepresentation and that's something that um, you know that doesn't have anything to do with the stories themselves and the quality of them but I don't like the fact that DC basically baited and switched
1: the, the Brave and the Bold is traditionally DC's Marvel 2-in-1 it's their Batman teams up with somebody book um, Batman does not team up with anyone in this book <laughs> nope. um, it's it's hardly in this book exactly yeah yeah um yeah it, it's knowing what brave and the bold is it it does feel like a bait and switch yeah i, I don't really care much for that part of it yeah. it's almost like all right we need this book that's essentially an anthology series um what titles do we have the rights for <laughs> can we <laughs> can we bring back another book oh yeah bro we haven't done brave and the bold in a while yeah sure why not screw it it'll probably sell it does it say batman the at coffee. the title it does okay cool
0: yeah right Speaking of Batman, we do get back to Batman with the last story. Uh, This one was by Dan Mora, who did everything but the letters, which was done by Tom Napolitano. I love this. He's black and white book. Yeah. Yo. Boy, oh boy. Dan Mora is a superstar. Like breathing rarefied air, in my opinion, at this point in his career who does this it, this is so gorgeous it's weird remember when like
1: dan moore was like working on like klaus morrison's klaus, klaus. And, yeah like, yeah wwe he was working on wwe book and i'm like man this guy's really fucking good what why, why is not he not on and then, like now he's on everything you know yep <laughs> now he's like the guy i'm like yeah I, I told you that years ago what are you um it's great to see him doing this and like and now he, he kind of just gets to do what he wants in this cool little story this is almost like, all right you're you're doing you know world's finest you're doing that you know any cover that we ask you to um you want to do a little little pet project on the side feel free we got a, we yeah. got a couple pages left in brave and the bold
0: just go just go yeah. like explode on them like go do something insane on them yeah. and he did that like what even happened it's a it's a it's a an alternate version of batman yeah. And he fights an alternate version of the Joker. It looks like it's in the future. Who really knows? You know, there's two kids that are brothers named Jason and Richard, which I thought was super cute and fun. It doesn't even have color. It's fully black and white. And yet, this is one of the most exciting things I've ever, I've I've read in the past few months. Dude, he gave Batman actual bat wings, like mech bat wings. It was sick.
1: Insane. Insane. I want to, I want to, McFarlane, get, get McFarlane on the horn right now. We need one of those action figures right now.
0: Like, I'm a fan of Sean Gordon Murphy's, you know, the sure. Murphy verse. Yeah, same, same, yeah. But like this right here. You want the more of Can we get a more averse? Yeah. Can we do that? Well, and maybe I don't it's want to be more averse to
1: this book. I can't be more averse to this book. I love this book. Yeah, good stuff. Really enjoyed th- th- it. Th- so this book was my pick of the week. I just thought it was okay. good reading across the board.
0: That's reasonable.
1: Except the title of it. Um and the cover feels out of place. Cover's good, it just feels out of place. So the packaging sort of, of it is yeah. what I didn't
0: care much for. It's odd. It doesn't, it doesn't represent anything. It's just.
1: Yeah. Generic. And honestly, I was I was hoping for a, a, a team up book.
0: Like, I love those things. So that's what I came into this expecting. I didn't yeah. even realize there were going to be all these different stories. The team up was Tom King
1: and Miss Jarrett. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Dan Mora and Dan Mora and yeah. Dan Mora and Dan Mora <laughs> yeah. and Tom Napolitano. Which now that I'm saying it, uh, okay, that's not too bad, right? Easy pull. Yeah, um, it is expensive, so you know you have to consider that. It's eight bucks. It's two. It's two of these books. Um, you know, at at three ninety nine. So you know, do think about that. But I think every story is good. Yeah. This is the one. This last one. Is the one I've been waiting for. For uh, how long was Jason Aaron's run, Tyler? On Avengers? Too long? Is that the right answer? All right. Many years. We've been doing this podcast for six years. And I think that it started somewhere in there. Five years ago. Something like that.
1: It's been a while.
0: 2018. Okay. So five years. Yeah. That's a long time. And the Avengers are finally free. But free to do what? Is the question. Assemble. (laughs) As ever. Uh, The man with the answer to that question. Other than Tyler. Is Jed McKay. And he's joined by artist Carlos Villa. And uh, colorist Federico Blee. With letters by Corey Pettit. Very, very capable. Strong creative team. That I had high hopes for. Survey says. This was okay. Yes. I don't
1: want to say the word serviceable because that sounds derogatory. Um, This was like, all right, let's get back to basics. Jason Aaron's thing was wonky. A whole couple of years, like it references Judgment Day, kind of brushes that on the rug, references the Civil Wars, you know, um, specifically in a scene with Carol and Tony, kind of like quickly disregards that. I think it had some work to do and i think it did a good job um that being said man, it's pretty by the book you know
0: let's talk about carol okay. because i really really did not like that scene with tony and okay. i i i just don't i just don't get it like what are you trying to do are you trying to upset people Carol Carol Danvers is the last person who should be railing about how the Avengers are not cops. On top of that, I felt like Tony's line about ready to go police the world was so over-the-top bogus. Just said to set Carol up to go on her soliloquy. We don't need all that. We just don't. So I kind of liked that scene, actually. I believe you that you yeah. did.
1: Yeah, because because throughout the years, there's been a lot of, um, since Civil War II, like multiple writers have you know tried to mend that relationship between these two. Um, Jason Aaron did it a bit. Uh, Kelly Thompson, I think, did too. I think uh, they reference Tony being Carol's um, uh, sponsor because she had a drinking problem as well. Um, so there has been moments there to try to to mend that and it's referencing a lot of that. Um but I agree. Like if there's if there's ever an Avenger cop, it's Carol Danvers. <laughs> um and I appreciate trying to make her not that, you know. I, I like that the Avengers are, you know, anytime they've tried to uh, uh um proactively fix issues, it never works out. Um and I appreciated the acknowledgement of that. Um, you can't how do you avenge something that didn't happen? You know what I mean? Like their whole thing is like fix things that have broken respond to things. Um, so I like that. Was it a little, a little much kind of,
0: but um, I appreciate See, it. that was another problem that I had because I don't agree that that's what the Avengers do. I think if that were the case, then earth would already be gone. The Avengers don't wait for something to be fucked before they solve the problem. Uh, They didn't wait for, you know, the scroll or not the scrolls because they didn't even know that was coming. But like, you know, they didn't wait for, I don't know, Thanos to snap before they intervened. They intervened before he could do it. You know, they tried to. Um, They knew
1: about it. You know what I mean? Right.
0: Like they're not they're not. The Avengers don't just wait for the problem. And I think it would be weird for a team of, of or for really for any hero to know that something is coming and not prevent it if they can and so that logic doesn't ring or doesn't ring true for me if you were police think about what what do police do police respond to problems so under under that idea right under the stated agenda of police then the avengers are police but the avengers don't just do that you know what i'm saying like if if you if you if you low scale everything, Thanos is a criminal, right? The Avengers, oh, Thanos does a crime. Right the that. Avengers respond to the crime. Sure, they're cops. I don't see them that way, but that's yeah. why I don't think that this should be brought up in the book at all, because Fair. I think that yeah. that comparison is ridiculous. The Avengers are obviously far more capable and um, altruistic than you know the police force they're le- far less fallible than them and so i just think that's a weird thing to bring up
1: matt said avengers are super pigs for real for real uh, super super pigs a new mark miller book coming out 2024
0: <laughs> um but in any event um i like the first scene with carol where she's you know speaking about like what means something to her mm-hmm. and you know, why everybody's an Avenger. I thought that that was really good and well-intentioned. I just wish it hadn't gone into that Tony stuff.
1: What would you feel about um, the uh,
0: the T'Challa scenes?
1: Wow. Did you know that he pulled a jud- uh, 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 t- a Tower of Babel on uh, the Avengers in Jason Aaron's I, run? I
0: didn't know that.
1: Yeah. Um, I did not. But. He wow. was a bit uh, excommunicado a bit there so
0: I didn't like pretty much anything that they did with T'Challa here that scene where Carol goes to visit him on a boat and now he needs to be accepted back into the ranks as an Avenger and all of a sudden the Avengers the most important job that T'Challa has ever had are you kidding me
1: well he's been also he's not he doesn't work for Wakanda anymore See, see a lot of this book is like
0: referencing actual continuity. Uh, no, I know that. Yeah. I knew, I knew that part. But even even if that's not the case right now, the most important job that Black Panther has ever had was being on the Avengers. No, the right answer is when he was the defender of Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> oh yeah, that was weird. Um yeah, that just that felt good. that that felt really really off to me. And Fair. I feel like so far, we've talked about two characters, and I think Jed is trying to make things fit that don't fit. I, I don't believe Black Panther would ever say
1: those words. Did you like the bit with him in in uh, Sam, where Black Panther calls him Falcon, like knowing like oh no that like and then Sam corrects him like no I'm Captain America. They've no, they've I'm... been contentious for a while, so like I like that. I'm like all right
0: cool. So you're calling him so, but that that's insanely disrespectful i oh, didn't T'challa's know that black panthers T'challa's that. always been a dick though no that's not true at all what are you talking about before MC- mcu t'challa
1: before that yes. he's an ass how he's just he he was always been like i'm i'm a, i'm bigger than everyone in a way because i'm the protector you know back when he was like yes i know but like nowadays we view it as like an altruistic thing like he does it because but like it always felt like, you know, when Black Panther was like a a, a side character in, you know, um, uh, Fantastic Four or him as, you know, the Illuminati and stuff
0: like he's kind of a dick. What? Black Panther was one of the most well-reasoned people in You can the be Illuminati. well-reasoned and you can still be kind of a dick. How was he a dick? I'm dying to know. I just
1: felt it's just the way he, he 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 like talked about stuff. I mean, to be fair, everyone in the Illuminati is an asshole. Let's be real. Nicest guy there, Black Bolt, and that's cuz he couldn't talk. But everyone there is a sociopath in some form fashion.
0: What? I see You're telling I, me I, I Reed Richards me. not a sociopath? Total sociopath. Obviously not. What are you talking about? Oh, no, that can you cite c- Can you cite any sociopaths, right, that have ever lived that you are aware of? that have saved the world even one time. No, right? So that's well, it.
1: I, I was about to say Oppenheimer, but that's a little more, uh, I don't want to say he saved the world. He might've ruined it in a way, but you know,
0: yeah, that
1: killed a whole bunch of people. Come on. Uh, but um, also I, name a sociopath that can, you know, stretch his limbs and stuff. I've known sociopaths who can stretch skin, but
0: if a sociopath had Reed Richards powers or Iron Man's intelligence, everyone on earth would be dead yeah it's the that's maker. a sociopath that's the maker um yeah exactly and 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 none of the illuminati are that uh, that's just, that's a huge the, catastrophic the, the astronomical
1: they, they thought they were above everyone else i'm gonna make decisions for the entire freaking universe yeah we're just too good for that no. yes sociopaths i'm a spider-man dude that's every man right there dr strange professor x pressure act still sociopath hasn't changed everyone in that team a little touched in the head
0: you know what's so funny about you saying that is that um had the illuminati just never existed then everybody on earth would have died and they wouldn't even have known that they were going to die because of the incursions good anyway moving on um (laughs) So yeah, the, the book is split between a big fight with Terminus and I love Terminus. Terminus was awesome in this. Um, just a giant uh, again, we got another fight with a big dude, um, which I just wish that these books would stop doing. But it's split between that and and seeing the team assemble. The team assembling bits are fine. Um, but again, like I don't I actually realized I don't like this team. From this issue. I realize I don't like the team.
1: As a lineup thing?
0: Yep. Uh, I'm I don't kind think... of with you.
1: Um, Yeah, I'm kind of with you.
0: I don't think this team makes sense. Uh, Jed McKay tried to establish what the friction will be, but I don't believe in it. I don't see why Scarlet Witch is here, other than just because. Just to have a magic, controversial peep person on it. Um, I don't see why Vision is here.
1: We got to see those two, you know, get their How many times are we going to get those nuts and bolts off? You know what I mean?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't like this team and I'm not so sure that I'm going to like this run, but um, I really like Carlos Villa's art. It's great. Yeah, it's very Arby Silva in a way. Mm. Yeah, I like that comparison. I think that makes sense. Um, he does the big stuff well, right? Like I thought Terminus looked cool. He wasn't just cool, he looked cool. And I thought that um, Carlos handled the scale of that well. There's a lot of fighting going on in this book, and uh, it all looks pretty solid. So I didn't mind any of that. And the tease at the end, I like it. Why? Because it gives us an idea of where this book's going, and it yeah. involves a major piece of what's happening in Marvel right now.
1: That's Jeb McKay is the one who wrote the timeless book that that's, this was essentially what, what were they called? Point one issues. The timeless was essentially yeah, the yeah. point one of this. So yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. That's the kind of thing that I wish Titans had had mm, okay. because we know that the most important thing happening in Marvel is this missing moment stuff. And we're going to see that play out here in this book with K right away. So good. Um, I will say Pull. But I'm not actually enthusiastic. I want to read Avengers so bad that I have to try.
1: I mean this. I don't mean this in a bad way because I I did like this a lot. And I am interested to read something a little more steady for an Avengers book. You know what I mean? Um, But this feels like a a transitional champion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's just you and I on the show, but... Uh, it does feel like, all right, we have somebody else, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's priest on justice league. It's, um, it's stuff like that. We're like, I enjoyed the justice league stuff by Priest, but it was also like bookended between like Jeff Johns and Scott Snyder. You know what I mean? So, um, we'll see, we'll see. I'm excited for it though. I like Kang. I'm Jones for a good Kang
0: story. It was weird to me, and I'm wondering if it was weird to you, that when we got to the Kang page, he was very... not black.
1: You keep expecting him to go to turn black.
0: Nick Fury's black.
1: Fair, and I'll talk about him in a minute, but... <laughs> um, right. Yeah. Uh, are they going to find Kang's son somewhere?
0: Yeah. They're, they're probably going like, to say, like, oh yeah, this is the last Kang story, and then Oh hey, wow, there's a new Kang and he's black. How did this happen? Golly G willikers. I don't think they are gonna want to touch that right now. <laughs> not 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 at the moment, yeah, yeah. not right this second, but I don't foresee Kang remaining a white guy in the books for very long. Okay. And I I think that's a little bit of a shame. Not because we need characters to be white, but because it's the great replacement. Um, <laughs> it's just weird. It's just weird that you just change a character's race. Like they just find a creative way, creative in quotation marks, to do that. Yeah, they did it with Lois Lane. They put her in a sarcophagus. She came out black. Only one issue though. But <laughs> uh, Top Lane asks: Is it possible they want a team similar to the one they're going to have in the new movies? I don't think that that's weird. A weird thought but at they all. Always do that. I think that yeah. I think that's one hundred percent accurate. Yeah.
1: Although, what is? I mean. I- both double caps and Thor and Scarlet Witch. I mean, it's it's like Steve's halfway. not in this. Steve's not in the book. Uh, Captain Marvel and Captain oh, America. Okay, yeah, <laughs> the, the whole the whole cap scene that we they had there that you know, see Rogers like, all right, who's they, on first? We, I get this. Yeah, you know,
0: it was funny. It overstayed its welcome a little bit, but sure. uh, it was it was cute. Um, yeah, I think the only character that you look at on this team and you go. Mm, I don't see them really being a part of anything in the MCU is obviously Iron Man, but Iron Man is also one of the most popular characters of all time. So you, yeah, you put them on this book.
1: We should we should uh, make our own Avengers teams for an episode. That'd be some good TikTok content because I have opinions. And frankly, I'm not sure I would put any of these characters on.
0: Tyler, do you have a crystal ball?
1: Oh, uh, I do actually. Yeah, I also have a uh, a death whistle. It's a little different. I, I didn't I'm in my crystal death phase. Whistle. I'm in my crystal horror phase. I can read your cards. Don't uh, do that. And they spell disaster for you at
0: night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, arrogance isn't sociopathy. I agree. Um, I definitely agree with that. Um, are you excited to continue to read this? That's my last question.
1: Yes, yes. Because I like reading Avengers. Um, and it feels smaller which is what i wanted from jason aaron's run like i mean i guess the same guy who wrote you know three thors in one book maybe smaller is not what i, sh- I should have expected but it's also the guy yeah. who wrote scalped um so yeah avengers is also one of those books where it's like it's like spider-man for me it's like batman i'm gonna i'm gonna read it i got through aaron's run i read every issue Hats off yeah Hats what off. what's up
0: hats oh okay <laughs> I thought my camera fell <laughs> not jimmy hats hats let us tell you guys the books that we are excited about that are coming out next week
1: so next A week segment
0: that we like oh, to call pal schools
1: sean you want to read some uh, action comics number 150 uh 1055 i just read the previous issue before the show
0: oh yeah um I have not gotten to that, but Spoiler. I I love uh I love this run so far. Um Cyborg Superman is a character that I I'm not sure how many times I've seen him in a comic book, but the the design has made an impression on me that has lasted for 30 years because I first played the Death of Superman game yeah. for Sega, whenever that came out, and I saw him and I couldn't believe how cool he looked. So to see him front and center on this cover, the fact that we're going to be getting a story that's going to feature him prominently, I assume, I am super, super excited for this. Can't wait. You like just metallic Superman villains? I do. Yeah. I like metallic villains in general. Yes. This is the right book for you, then. Human beings or or, uh, or otherwise that are infected or supported by robotic technology... And having to live with that is something that I think is fascinating. Yeah, that's why you're friends with Marco. Um <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I actually want to check out two books next week. So the first one I wanted to check out was Fury number one. This is a, a one-shot kind of a 60th anniversary issue for for Nick Fury. Uh Luke Cage couldn't get one, but I guess I guess Nick Fury can. Um yeah. so they're celebrating all iterations of Nick Fury, Howling Commandos, the the spy version, the one where he's the watcher apparently. Um, and then current Nick Fury, his son. Um, mm. but it's got, it's by Al Ewing art by Scott Eaton, Ramon Rosanis, Tom Riley, and Adam Hubert. So it's a list of artists there. Wow. Um, and there's a Chris Somney variant too. That is gorgeous. Uh, yeah, it's, I like these kind of one shy anniversary things, especially Al Ewing could probably spin a nice throughout time yarn for all mm. these different eras. Um, and I don't know which story Tom Riley's drawing but I'm excited for that. So uh should be fun, should be fun. Uh and then I also wanted to check out City Boy, uh one of the other We Are Legends books. Uh why?
0: So I can say that. Do you know what City Boy's about?
1: Uh yes, actually. It's um a, 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 it's, a it's let me get the creative team, but it's it's a boy who can talk to a city and he uses it to find things and steal things and kind of be like a little a little bit of a uh kind of works for himself sort of thing. Very very Jack Hawksmore from the authority, which who I hope shows up in this, you know, Jack Hawksmore can talk to cities. It is an established power set in the DC universe. So, kind of seeing uh I guess a more modern take on that. Um and that's by Greg Pak. This is Greg Pak's book with art by Minkyu Jung. Um uh yeah. Yeah, so in Son- Sunny Go as well on the covers. Nice. Um, should be interesting. This, and, and I like I
0: good. like the vigil a lot, so mm. yeah. he's yeah. oh, so,
1: a K-pop idol? Is that true? Interesting. Okay.
0: I didn't I didn't know that, that. But if that's the case, that's awesome. Um I think Greg Pock does a great job with like um he's done it. Younger characters, I feel um Joe? He, Yeah. Yeah. So um I I think that this is a, a really great fit. And the character – I didn't care about this book until I was putting together the um, the poll for – the poll that will go up tomorrow, and I read what it's about, and I was like, oh, snap. This might be worth checking out. So that will definitely be on our poll. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah, and if you guys want to vote in that, it will be up Friday, and you can vote until Wednesday. Four different choices. Your pick, whatever you guys collectively pick, will end up on this very show next Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern, just like Batman Brave and the Bold did. Another success for the listeners, because uh, it was Tyler's pick of the week, and I really liked it, too. So, thank you guys so much for listening. Great week of comics overall, Um, and that's just the ones we reviewed for the show. Love to see the comics industry putting out weeks this strong. What did you pick up? Let us know. Write in. Share your books with us. If you want to support us, that's patreon.com slash Pals get A whole host of content, uh, for not a lot of money helps us out a lot more than it costs you. So, head on over there and uh, give us a look. Watch this live next Thursday, watch the main show live this Saturday because that is when we're going to talk about all the stuff going on with Amazing Spider Man number 26. It will be a spoiler conversation, so come prepared. Eisner's, too, right? Eisner's, we've got a lot to it's talk a big about. Big week, so. yeah, yes. just so like this the latter half of this week has been huge yep Um, absolutely and we're excited to talk about it so we'll see you there until next time take care guys see you next kale shit mix that up see you next week